Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast from CBS Sports. One, one pitch. Fastball pulled and Got a fantasy question? Email fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Get ready to win your league. Where fantasy becomes reality. Now, here's Adam, Scott, Heath, and Chris. Monday, June 3rd. What's going on? Welcome, everybody. This is Fantasy Baseball Today. I am Adam Azer. I am ready for another day, another week of awesome fantasy baseball talk, coverage, hopefully results. Uh, and I am ready for David Fletcher to carry me to victory this week. He's one of the players, one of the many, many players we're going to be talking about today. And welcome to your Monday show. Hope you all had a great weekend. Hope you watched us on CBS Sports HQ. If you think I make some mistakes on my outros on this show, you got to watch the video version. Uh, you'll have fun with it. So here's Scott White. What's going on, Scott? Uh, happy Monday. Adam, how are you? I'm great. Heath, good morning. Good morning. I was afraid that I was going to be late this morning. Thankfully, uh, you guys had some issues that you had to deal with, so I wasn't. I was looking through my closet, through all my dresser drawers. I could not find my Team Creeth shirt ah. um, that I wanted to wear in today after our absolute drubbing of Team Scam last week in Fantasy Baseball. You know, Scott, I- I'm sure you're aware, uh, gambling is becoming more and more acceptable, legalized throughout the country. I don't know if we're ever going to get to the point where I can place a wager on what Heath is going to say at the beginning of a show. But if we had been able to for today, I would have made a lot of money. I knew that was coming. I knew it was going to be the first thing he said, too. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a relevant thing that happened in fantasy baseball last week, and that's what we're here to talk about. So oh. I think it was 8-1-1 to one to one if that, last I saw. Yeah. yeah. Is that what I, I, do, I do find it like I'm willing to take – an L in this league forevermore and just admit that I'm not good at Heath's goofy format. If we can just <laughs> never talk about it again, because it feels like it's the only league we ever talk about. And it's not even like the flagship podcast league. Those poor guys are getting the shaft. Oh yeah. Well, I, I think it's, it, I think it's become the flagship podcast league. No, I don't no, agree. In fact, Scott beat me pretty <laughs> handily in the flagship podcast. Like this is a bad weekend for me in the, uh, in the podcast leagues. All right, let's, uh, oh, so, oh listen, by the way, it, Sunday was wacky. Sunday was crazy. There were you had to be active on your waiver wire. You have to be active right now. Uh, Alex Reyes looks like he's going to start this weekend, so I'm excited about him. Uh, Nick Pavetta, I can't believe I dropped him. That could be the biggest mistake I made all year. Or he could go back to being Nick Pavetta next start. Who knows? But Sunday was just wacky. Jay Bruce going to Philadelphia. Jay Bruce on the road this year. He's batting 261 with a 630 slugging percentage. Uh, so let's start with one hitter to add and one pitcher to add. And uh, Scott, why don't you go first? Give me one hitter to add. It was a pretty, like, it was the worst weekend for add drops uh, for me. Um, it's the exact opposite to what Adam just said. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I mean, Nick Pavetta, if he's still out there, and he was in 50% of leagues. I don't think any of mine. But he was in like 50% of leagues when I checked last night after yesterday's start. I mean, it just seems like a no-risk pickup. I'm not saying you have to start him again, but there's a reason everybody was so enthusiastic. It was like the trendiest breakout pick coming into the season. And uh, Wait, you know, breakouts don't always happen on April 1st. Scott, you're not doing your assignment um, right. This is hitter time. I need the hitter to add. Okay. You wrote the sleeper uh, hitter. I added, this. I added Hunter Pence. Uh, who's my number one sleeper hitter for this week. The ownership's getting pretty high for him to still qualify for that list. Uh, But he keeps delivering week after week. And, um, you know, completely reconstructed his swing this offseason. So I think that's reason enough to at least have an open mind with him, even though he's a 36-year-old who uh, couldn't hack it with the Giants last year. All right, Heath, give me one hitter to add. I did, was not able to add this guy because he's owned in the leagues that I'm in, but Malik Smith is 52% owned. We talked about him quite a bit late last week because he had a good two- or three-game stretch. I think the Jay Bruce trade kind of helps everyone in Seattle to make sure they stay in the lineup. So, uh, yeah, Malik Smith should be at least 70% owned. All right, my hitter that I added was David Fletcher, and he just doesn't strike out. So if, in a points league, he's very, very safe. So, yeah, I'm not sure... Mm-hmm how much I'm interested in Fletcher is now 61% owned, by the way, outside of a points league. 
But he does have five steals this year and uh, 323 batting average. He has uh, 730 mm-hmm. OPS against lefties and 913 OPS against fr- righties, which is weird because he leads off against lefties because Tommy Listella doesn't hit so well against lefties. Um, look, he had 35 fantasy points last week for Fletcher. Let's be realistic here. This was his first week of more than 21 fantasy points. 21 fantasy points is solid. Uh, it's not like, you know, going to win you your week, but that's what I'm hoping for. I'm not going to start him this week. I believe in the podcast league. Like to me, honestly, it, it's down to, to Fletcher or Shohei Otani. They both obviously have the same good matchups this week, but Otani hasn't really been that good and Fletcher's safe. I think you're going to get 20 or more fantasy points from him. So, uh, he's my guy and I can't believe he's 61% owned. Right. In that same range, uh, guy that's 55% owned. I actually did add Renato Nunez in a league. He has been on fire. And if you look at him on Baseball Savant, his exit velocity, his hard hit rate, his expected slugging percentage, they're all in the top 10% of the league. So it's not, this isn't all just a hot streak from a bad player. He's got some things to be excited about. I think- and especially against left-handed pitchers, uh, like a 1,000 OPS Nunez has against them. Seven of his 15 home runs have come against them. Uh, all four of these hitters we've named, Pence, Smith, Nunez and uh, Fletcher, Fletcher are among my top 10 sleeper hitters for this week. So they are all, yeah, I mean, if, if you need a fill-in starter for this week, all of them are viable options. Nunez has three lefties this week out of six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Smiley yep. Minor and Wade Miley. And he will see Garrett Cole, but he will not see Justin Verlander. Okay, a pitcher to add. I'm guessing Nick Pavetta has to be on that list. Uh, I believe there are many more that are that are interesting here. Heath, I'll go to you first. Give me a pitcher to add. Uh, you shouldn't go to me first because I'm going to say someone that you guys are going to get mad about, and then I'm going to defend him, and then he's going to be awful. Well, come on. So, let's go. Would, let's would go. you like to go ahead and do that? Yeah, of course. Um, I added Chase Anderson in a couple of leagues. I was thinking about it. I, I, you know, I'm just not sure how many innings you're going to get from him per start, but what does he have, the Marlins and the Pirates this week? Marlins and Pirates, and he has not been as good in terms of ERA as Zach Davies, but virtually every peripheral that we know of, Chase Anderson is a better starting pitcher than Zach Davies. Well, but and yeah, he just he stinks. And like, does that mean he's good? Because you don't think very highly of Zach Davies. No, I think Zach Davies yeah. is bad. Right. Well, I mean, Chase Anderson goes like, uh, I'm looking at his game log here. So his... His last five starts, five innings, four innings, four innings, four and two-thirds innings, five innings. Like, he's not even going the minimum to get a win, much less a quality start most of the time. Right. I mean, that... most, most of the time he is. No, is I just, the last five I listed, five innings, four innings, four okay. innings, four and two-thirds innings, five innings. Yeah, yeah. So that, <laughs> you gotta go was... five innings to get a win. That was why I avoided shot. him. That was why I avoided him. But uh, I, I understand that you could get two wins from him. You could get two. If I could make a bet starts. on something, it would be Chase Anderson scoring more points than Zach Davies rest of season. Rest of season. Okay, okay. Scott, uh, a pitcher to add? Take that bet. Oh, all right. Um, Very in- uninteresting Yeah, bet. Nick... <laughs> I mean, Nick Pavetta is the most... You mentioned Alex Reyes, too, and sure. And Jimmy Nelson, he's set to make his season debut this week. He's more owned than those other two. But uh, they all have the potential to be impact pitchers. And I would swap out anyone who doesn't have the potential to be an impact pitcher, like a Chase Anderson or uh, Marco Gonzalez, you say Kikuchi. Uh, I would swap out any of them for any of these other three. Uh, obviously, it's it's not it's not necessarily a high probability play. I mean, Nick Pavetta's start was as encouraging as anyone could ask for yesterday. Against it came against the Dodgers. He didn't walk anybody, which was the one thing that he didn't go so well for him on his re- on his uh, stint in the minors. He had a ton of swinging strikes, including with his secondary pitches, and uh, just looked everything like the breakout candidate people were hoping for at the start of the season. I don't think you should activate him right away when you do pick him up. Obviously, we want to see more, but it was it was absolutely what you needed to see to renew that excitement. Uh, Jimmy Nelson, his he, he's kind of his minor league rehab assignment has gone kind of kind of like uh, Pavetta's stint in the minors went, where oh the strikeout rate's really high, oh so is the walk rate. Uh, but obviously, there's he, he was an impact pitcher before hurting his shoulder. How many years ago was it? Now two years ago. 
so, you know, I, I think last reports I saw on the velocity had him around 92, 93, which was close to what he averaged when he was last healthy. Uh, his peak was higher. But he's also said he thinks the adrenaline of a major league game will boost it up more from there. And that was two weeks ago, anyway, where I saw that report. I didn't see anything more recent than that. So, uh, right. sure, reason to be excited about him. Alex Reyes, you know, he can hit 100 and uh, with two great secondary pitches. So uh, all of this is is something to get excited about. None of them are ones I'm going to stick in my lineup right away. But again, you're looking for impact, and these pitchers have shown that kind of potential in the past. I don't know that I have a problem starting Nick Pavetta this week against the the Reds. Uh he had five innings, three runs, six strikeouts against St. Louis, and then six scoreless innings with nine strikeouts at the Dodgers. Now he gets the Reds at home. Uh, I, I don't think it's a bad start. He's 54% it, on. It could I be anywhere between a 32-point start and a negative 15. <laughs> All right, the, the pitcher that uh, I'd like to talk about, I'm not saying I prefer this guy to Pavetta or Jimmy Nelson or Alex Reyes or you know, like Andrew Heaney we haven't talked about. We will in a second. Andrew Heaney was dominant yeah. again this weekend. He's 77% owned. But Zach Plezak is 22% owned. So for for uh, for those of you who are in deeper leagues, I picked up Zach Plezak in two leagues. I look for him, I think, in every league. And look, you look at the strikeouts in his first start. It was against the Red Sox. They don't strike out. And he had two strikeouts in five and a third against the Red Sox. He was on the road and he gave up only one run. And then yesterday against the White Sox, seven innings, one run, seven strikeouts. And he was at a strikeout printing, I believe, this year in the minors. So, um, yeah, 56 and 57 and a third with only seven walks and a 141 ERA. So, I, I don't know. I, I feel like Plezak deserves to be owned in more than 22% of leagues, guys. What do you think? I agree 100%. Yeah, I, I actually picked him up in a couple of leagues before this most recent start. And I think there's enough there. Like, track record's not real long in the minor leagues, but exceptional control. He's really had only one year where he had an ERA over four, and it was 4.04 in the minors. He's off to a good start so far in the majors. I I think he probably needs to be owned in 40 to 50% of leagues. Okay, well, great. So is he now the second, yeah. second best Indians pitcher? <laughs> well, Shane Bieber's the second best Indians pitcher, but he, he, Who's the best? Be, he might be the first. Who's the best? Please ask the um, best. One of Carrasco or Bauer will, uh, okay. will figure it out and be better than Bieber. I'm just messing around. Actually, Clevenger's on his way back. He's going to make a rehab start. He might be the best yeah, Indians he, pitcher. He, he certainly might be, rest of season. Uh, all right, more pitchers that you might want to consider adding in just a second. Two things I have to promote real quick. Heath, you like poker, right? A lot. Yeah, yeah I do too. I wish I, I played more often, but it's probably good financially that I don't. Well, it's that time of year again. The World Series of Poker is here. It's the 50th year of the most popular poker tournament in the world, and you can have a front row seat to the bracelet events with CBS All Access. Starting now until July 16th, you can live stream the final tables of 33 of the WSOP bracelet events. That includes 25 events that you cannot watch anywhere else. You have to go to CBS All Access for this. The bracelet events include the $100,000 High Roller and the $100,000 Six Max. There's going to be a showdown of some of the biggest names in the game. The stakes are high. The tension is palpable. The winnings are huge. And you can watch all the events online or through the CBS app. So here's how you do it. You either go to cbs.com slash poker, cbs.com, not CBS Sports, cbs.com slash poker, or download the CBS app on your phone or your streaming device. You can get a free trial. So start watching today and don't miss any of the action. And speaking of watching something for free, we really do have a lot of fun on Sundays on CBS Sports HQ on Fantasy Baseball Today, 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern, subject to change uh, depending on other events going on. But 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Sundays, uh, we read your tweets, we talk more fantasy, we kind of react to what's going on on Sunday a little bit. Um, it's good stuff. All right, some other starting pitchers that you might want to add. They are sorted by ownership percentage. Uh, zero to ten on the Ono meter. Zero being they should not be owned in any leagues. Ten, one hundred percent owned. They should be one hundred percent owned. Andrew Heaney is seventy-seven percent owned. Where is he on the Ono meter? Nine. Okay. Yeah, that's where I was going to go too. He okay. has been really impressive since coming back from the DL. Uh, I think he had twenty-two swinging strikes in his start Saturday. And what's interesting is he hasn't even really worked in his third pitch yet. He change up. He threw a lot last year. It's, it's basically just been fastball, curveball. But it has been impressive. Okay, Andrew Heaney will have Oakland this week. Still a chance to get him in shallower leagues. Lance Lynn 
Now a 450 ERA, 22 walks, 77 strikeouts, and 74 and a third. Still a high whip, and he's kind of a high whip guy, 135 whip. But a great start against Kansas City, and he will also have Oakland this week. Lance Lynn, 71% owned, 0 to 10 on the Ono meter. Six. Gonna go at least eight. I think there's reason to be skeptical of him, but uh, how many pitchers are even capable of doing what he's done over his last seven starts? It's a very small number. Uh, 3.30 ERA during that stretch, and he made a change in his arsenal during that stretch. Went from throwing his two fastballs, both a four seamer and two seamer, combined 75% of the time at the start of the season to 60% of the time. In those seven starts, it has made both more effective. And, um, you know, you look over his track record. Lynn is a guy who has consistently outperformed his peripherals. Looking back to his years with the Cardinals before Tommy John surgery, when he was an unquestionable fantasy asset, uh, the ERA was consistently lower than the FIP and XFIP. So, uh, you know, the, the variance between those two fastballs seems to be the sort of thing that generates weak contact, and that's, that's how you can outperform those peripherals. Okay, Scott's higher on Lance Lynn than Heath is. How about Tyler Skaggs, 63% owned? You know, starting to pitch a little bit better. Tyler Skaggs, 0-10. to 10. I think he's 8 uh, uh, probably as well. Really? I'd rather have Lynn, but yeah, I mean, 80% seems like his last two, the way his last two starts have gone. Um, and... He's kind of doing the same thing Heaney is, ditched the changeup in those two starts, just going fastball, curveball. I don't know if these guys don't know how to throw a changeup or what, but it's it's working for them. Okay, yeah, guys. Let's go, ahead. go six again, I think. Like I I was definitely more excited about Skaggs coming into the year than I was Lance Lynn, but he's like even this most recent start he gave up four runs. He's had one start in his last five where he didn't give up at least four runs. Yeah. So I don't feel like he's like done something lately that's made me think, yes, I need to go get him. Kind of reminds me a little bit of Brandon Woodruff at the beginning of the year where you know the, the ERA was high and he was giving up four runs. He was kind of flirting with quality starts, and Skaggs has only had two of them this season. But I don't know. There seemed to be some positive indicators there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, all right, he's 63% owned. And what is, so Scott said an eight. What did you say, Heath, for Skaggs? A six. Okay. Um, Nick Pavetta, 49% owned. Well, now he's up to 55% owned, I think. Nick Pavetta, 0 to 10? I'd go seven. I'd rather have Pavetta than I would those guys. Cause just cause I do, I, like, I'd made the joke about how bad his next start could be, and I, I don't feel any certainty that Nick Pavetta has figured it out. But I do feel that if Nick Pavetta does figure it out, I could see him being a top 20 starting pitcher for the rest of the year. Okay. It's, but you'd rather have Heaney. Yes. Heaney, Pavetta, Skaggs, Lynn. Okay. I'm going to go eight on Pavetta. I'm going to drop Skaggs to seven just to help. Okay. You know, help to, help to differentiate here. <laughs> last guy, uh, we already talked about Plezak, so this would be the last guy. Trevor Richards. Control's getting a little bit better. And he's got Atlanta at home this week. Richards is only 39% on. What do you think about Trevor Richards? Zero to ten. This was my favorite stallion coming into the year, and Caleb Smith made that look ridiculous, but I still think he could be the second best, and uh, he's going to have to do it for longer than this before I feel confident in him. I think I'd give him a six. He's a little under-owned. Okay, Trevor Richards. I went... uh, Yeah. Go ahead. I was thinking between six and seven. All right. I went stallion hunting in our leagues, specifically for Trevor Richards, and... I'm looking at our Memorial Magazine League. It's our long-running 12-team Roto League. and Trevor Richards is owned. He's on the same fantasy team as Caleb Smith and Pablo Lopez uh, and, yep, Sandy yeah, Al- that- and Sandy Alcantara. Yeah. All Chris Towers. All Chris Towers. Four stallions. That league, by the way, is... I think Scott is probably still in first place has been the most frustrating league. No matter what I do, I have between like 59 and 64 points constantly. There's been like normally early in the year, there are wild swings in your standings points. And I just stay in the same exact place. You have 59 points. Yeah. 
Scott. Is Chris the one who has Zach Gallon stashed away too? Uh, let's see. I don't think so. Uh, no. Uh, Scott has 83 points. He's in second place. Heath has 59 points. Chris has 58 points, and I have 58 points. So how about who's that? in first place? We're doing a really bad job. Lathrop. Greg. Greg Lathrop. Lathrop. Yeah. Four and a half points. He's been. He's Scott. been actually been in first place most of the year. I've I've sometimes passed him, but mm. he's doing great. Go get him, Scott. Represent. <laughs> All right, quick break here on fantasy baseball today. When we come back, this is a, a section called "What." I wasn't supposed to say it with that high of a pitch there, but it's supposed to be like "What." There you go. Some pitching performances that just makes you scratch your head. All right, we'll be right back on fantasy baseball today. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Like I said, Sunday was weird. This section called what? Adam Wainwright, eight scoreless innings with seven walks and eight strikeouts against the Cubs. Merrill Kelly, seven and two-thirds, one run, ten strikeouts uh, at, against the Mets. Adrian, Samps- Adrian Sampson, seven innings, one run, 11 strikeouts against Kansas City. You got Wainwright, Merrill Kelly, and Adrian Sampson. Were you particularly moved to add any of them based on their Sunday performances? No. Okay, great. Then let's move on to the big news. (laughs) Uh, Philadelphia acquired Jay Bruce. He is only 33% owned. I mentioned his road numbers. They're outstanding. He's hitting for a lot of power this year. 14 home runs. Batting average is terrible at 212. Um, Okay, so... Here's the first question. It's from Ken in Los Angeles. Uh, I'm in an NL-only five outfielder Roto League. When Jay Bruce is available on FAB, what's the most I should be willing to pay for him? Ooh, 20%? What format did he say it was? I missed it. NL-only. NL-only five outfielder Roto League. Yeah. No, that sounds pretty good. Uh, I imagine there are going to be more impactful players that switch leagues between now and the trade deadline. Uh, so, yeah, I I am somebody who in those league-specific formats tends to save almost all of his fab for the big splash later. But, uh, you, you know, sometimes I think that proves unnecessary and I regret not spending more. Bruce should at least provide you good power numbers, especially playing half his games in that park. Is he going to play every day, or is he going to sit against lefties? He might sit against lefties. I would not expect him to play every day. Okay. Now, remember, this is Odubel Herrera likely going to be suspended here, so that's part of the reason why they're making this move for Bruce. He's not a good fielder. Uh, he obviously Probably bad news age. for Kingery. Well, it could be bad news for Kingery or it could be bad news for Michael Franco if they just stick Kingery at third, which I think fantasy owners would want to see. Uh, but maybe there's a little bit of a rotation between Bruce and Kingery in the outfield. Kingery and Franco at third base. We'll see. Okay, so it doesn't seem like you guys are too motivated to get Jay Bruce. Next piece of news, Joey Gallo is on the IL with an oblique injury. It's apparently not that bad. He said he spoke to Aaron Judge, and Aaron Judge had a worse injury in a different location within the oblique area. Joey Gallo is not quite as bad. He could miss just two weeks, fingers crossed. Yolisha Seen is on the IL, and Jimmy Nelson is expected to start on Wednesday. Uh, I don't know his ownership percentage, actually. Does anybody know Jimmy Nelson's ownership percentage? I think it's over 70. Okay. So would you rather own Andrew Heaney or Jimmy Nelson? I'd rather own Heaney. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope Jimmy Nelson's first two starts go like Heaney's have. Alex Reyes could start for St. Louis this weekend. We talked about him. So how owned do you think he should be? He's, I think, 55 57% on something like that. Alex Reyes. Well, I would rather have Skaggs 
So, uh, you know, I called Skaggs 70%. Maybe 69 for Alex Reyes. Okay. I like that. <laughs> Very good. Thank you, Scott. Uh, Colorado called up Garrett Hampson. He started in center field. Heath, does that matter, Garrett Hampson? I would like for it to matter, but they didn't cut Ian Desmond yet, right? <laughs> I don't think so. Sorry. Like, <laughs> retire him from baseball? That if they happen. would, then then I'd be very excited about Gary, Garrett Hampson. And Tampa Bay called up Nate Lowe. Does that matter? It could. They called him back up? Yeah, he's back. He's back? I'm pretty sure. They, simply, they called him up for a day and sent him back down. Oh, did he go back down already? Yeah, I think with Yandy Diaz coming off the D, uh, IL, they sent Lowe back down. You are correct. You are correct, sir. Thank you. All right. Nate Lowe. Goodbye, Nate Lowe. Uh, Javier Baez, he did play yesterday. He's dealing with a heel injury. Matt Snyder on our website and CBSSports.com kind of detailed how how much his numbers have have been hurt since the heel injury, batting two twenty seven with a seven seventeen OPS going into Sunday's game. Before that, he was batting three nineteen with a six, let's see, nine fifty nine nine fifty four OPS. Mitch Garver is back. Mitch Garver should be one hundred percent owned. He is seventy one percent owned, right? Mitch Garver, one hundred. I mean, he's the Twins' primary leadoff hitter, and he was having uh, his power production was uh, incredible before he got hurt. So there, uh, there is you know obviously a bit of a logjam there because Jason Castro has also had a good year and. Williams Astudio factors in from time to time, but before he got hurt, Garver was earning a bigger and bigger share behind the plate, deservedly. Uh, I don't think his production is entirely sustainable, but a, bit, but a catcher, I mean, he'll take what you can get. I think he's definitely a top 10 option right now. Let's name the catchers we'd rather have over Mitch Garver. Sanchez, Real Muto, Grandal, and mm-hmm. who else? Wilson. Wilson Ramos. Yeah, I'd rather have Ramos. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, well, now that now Yadier Molina's hurt, is Buster Posey hurt too? Buster Posey is is has a good chance of going on the IL. I would say good. He has a chance to go on the IL. I would rather have Garver. Yeah. Buster Posey stanks. Omar Narvaez. Narvaez. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Over Garver. Um, but that might be it. Yeah, that looks like it. I'm pulling up my rankings now. Mitch Garver's my highest rank beyond those we've just named. There you go. Should be a hundo, 100%. He's available in nearly 30% of leagues. And May was the most prolific month, a home run month in MLB history. We are on pace for a record there. Uh, I'd love to talk about that, but instead we got to talk about the bullpen. All right, guys, do you see any any roles being uh, being changed here in bullpens? Jordan Hicks has been struggling. John Gant, John Gant's actually a pretty good player. And he got a save yesterday in relief of Jordan Hicks. Taylor Rogers. And Carmart got a save Saturday, right? He did. I believe Hicks was unavailable for that game. Um, yes, Hicks, Hicks pitched three innings over the previous two games. But yes, Carlos Martinez got a save Saturday. Gant relieved Hicks on Sunday. Taylor Rogers possibly preferred over Blake Parker. That's a little unclear. Brandon Workman. I'm so happy we found him in the For the People League. <laughs> Who? Uh, Taylor Rogers. Yeah, we, we were able to pick him up a couple weeks ago. I so mean, he dropped him. Yeah, yeah. He got a save yesterday. Uh, the last save either he or Parker got was on May 20th, and it went to Parker. So, you know, we're talking like a two-week gap and no consistency in who they go to. So, yeah, this is, this is looking as messy as the Rays situation. Just the pitchers aren't as good. Yeah, Rogers got his first save since May 7th on Sunday. Uh, they, I think yeah. they just bludgeon people. They don't really get a lot of saves. Uh, but Brandon Workman, it's obvious that they're going to use Matt Barnes in different types of situations. Workman got his second save on Sunday. Richard Blyer got a save. I'm not even going to know. I guess if you're in a super deep league, Blyer, maybe you'll get some saves for the Orioles. Corbin Burns got a save for Milwaukee. That was after that crazy like 14-inning game the day before. Uh, Luke Jackson appears to have solidified his role there. Anthony Bass got a save. On uh, on Friday, unless you know, oh, you know Kimbrel. what's uh, free to happen now. Yeah, Kimbrel. I mean, I, it was always free to happen, but yeah, now it's uh, really free. As of midnight last night, Craig Kimbrel and Dallas Keuchel also can sign with any team without that team having to forfeit a draft pick. So that's that's what 
everybody was assuming these teams were waiting on. Uh, it wouldn't surprise Without me. paying any money, they'll be set. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would not be surprised if Kimbrell has a team before the end of the day, and the Braves are very much in that mix. I also wouldn't be surprised if, if Anthony Bass gets the next save for the Mariners. I don't know how exciting that is for anybody, but it wouldn't surprise me. He's off to a good start this year. With uh, one run in six and a third innings, no walks, six strikeouts. Uh, not a great track record, but he did have a solid 15 and a third innings last year for the Cubs. But they, they have a bad bullpen, so they don't have that many options. Um, yeah, all right. I, I think the Cardinals situation is very interesting. So let's just sum up what we think about the Cardinals' closer situation. Hicks is still the most likely to get saves. He is on increasingly thinner ice. You think Gant or you think Martinez would be the second in line? I think you'd have to go Gant right now. Okay. All right. Keep an eye on it, everybody. Yeah. We're going to take a look at the uh, most I'm, added. Yeah, go ahead, Scott. I'm also uh, thinking we need to keep an eye on the Angels bullpen because uh, Hansel Robles has blown two of his past four saves. Uh, yeah, Scott's just begging to do the impression. He's just begging for some more time. <laughs> I never know when we have enough time to. <laughs> Probably not, not today. <laughs> but, you know, we only have four games today. So, uh, Scott, I yeah. hope, do we, are the Angels playing today? That would really be wonderful. If, if Ty Buttry gets a save. They are. Okay, Ty Buttry gets a save tonight. Or even if, if, if somebody else gets a save tonight. If we get some clarity on the situation, uh, you... I'm not, I'm not going to be on tomorrow. <laughs> what? Why not? Where are you? are always on Tuesdays. I'm not. Yeah, not this Tuesday. Ah. Uh, all right, well, I'll do it for I you. I know. Uh, we'll take a look <laughs> at the most added list. Uh, we'll come back right after this. Take a look at the most added, some more news and notes, some more hitters to take a look at, and all the pitching performances you need to know about from over the weekend. Be right back. Worn by players like Michael Harris to meet the demand of elite ball players, the New Balance Fuel Cell 4040 V7 is a versatile option. The 4040 V7 is built for the athlete who needs responsiveness and ability to cut and run at their full speed. The model features a fuel cell foam underfoot and a synthetic and mesh upper to provide breathability, comfort, and a snug fit as you round the bases. The fuel cell midsole features nitrogen-infused foam specifically designed to propel athletes forward. Learn more about the 4040 at newbalance.com. Any guesses as to who the most added player in CBS Sports Leagues is? Nick Pavetta? I, it's not even close. I, it's not him. He, like, I don't understand why more people aren't adding Nick Pavetta. I, I'm surprised. Uh, you're not going to like I bet him. he's most cute. I think if you go to his player page and you see the 6-5 ERA, that might make you wait just a little bit. Yeah. Well, most added list tends to like date back, go back several days, right? Cover several days' worth of ad drops. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah so sure. I would guess it's probably a two-star pitcher. It is a two-star I- pitcher. Uh, Devin Smeltzer and Deltzer. Ah. Whoever Smeltzer, Deltzer, I don't know. He's at Cleveland yeah, and at I, Detroit. I, I was trying to work in. Uh, the Brewers had a had a smelting accident last time. <laughs> well, he had a great yeah. start. Not that good. So this is Twins pitcher Devin Smeltzer. He had a great start against the Brewers. Six innings, three hits, no runs, no walks, seven strikeouts. He's at Cleveland and at Detroit this week. I can't argue with those matchups. And Smelter is 49% owned, I think I said. I don't know if I said it. 49% owned. All right, what do you think? A minor smelting accident. That's the right wording. Man, I even messed it up. <laughs> Gosh. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, he's, he's weird. He's weird. Soft-tossing lefty, but he dominated at AAA and then had a great first start. So... Just not a, not a lot of comps for Devin Smeltzer, and that makes me highly skeptical. Um, uh, you know, maybe Alex Wood is a good comp. Just a deceptive lefty whose stuff isn't that overpowering, but he ends up being pretty useful. Maybe Smeltzer could be that. Yeah, but you can't smelt wood. I don't know. There's something there. You think about it. Uh, so, uh, um, okay, Devin Smeltzer. Would you rather have Smeltzer or Plezak? Plezak. Yeah, I think there's it I mean it's just it's just a more traditional profile and that makes it makes it something that I'm more confident will play into today's game. 
Eric Lauer is also on the most added list. Philadelphia and Washington at home. He's 52% owned. So, Smeltzer or Lauer? I will go Smeltzer. I don't I don't yeah. see much upside in Lauer. I never have. Okay. Heath, Renato, Renato Nunez, Lourdes Gurriel, and Brian Reynolds are on the most added list. How would you rank them if you were... Obviously, position matters, but Renato Nunez, Lourdes Gurriel, Brian Reynolds. I think I have a team that might have all three of those starting on it this week, which is a kind of a problem. <laughs> Definitely two of them. I will go with the two that I'm sure in my lineup. Uh, Nunez, Reynolds, Gurriel. I, I think it's fair to say that Brian Reynolds is going to help with batting average, right? Like he, he hit for average in the minors. He doesn't hit a lot of fly balls. He's hitting the ball pretty hard. It looks like he's, yeah. you know, he has a very high Babbitt, but he's had high Babbitt before. Yeah. I think he profiles to be that. And I think I don't think Brian Reynolds is going to do much else, but if you need some batting average, I, I believe he can give that to you. He, yeah, he's not going to help near this much. Okay. Uh, Alex Reyes, we've talked about him. David Fletcher, Griffin Canning up to 82% owned. We like that. Howie Kendrick, 41% owned. So uh, would you rather pick up Howie Kendrick or Renato Nunez? Nunez. Nunez, but they are back-to-back in my top 10 sleeper hitters for this week. No. Ren, uh, the, the time we know Hendricks starts is against left-handed pitchers. He starts some against righties, too. But um, Howie Kendrick? I said Hendricks. I meant Kendrick. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, and, uh, uh, and, yeah, I mean, they got three on the schedule this week. So I suspect he's probably going to start at least four games, maybe more. And... Uh, you know, every time he plays, he does something big, it seems like. Okay, some more players that are being added right now. Josh Fegley. I actually added him in our podcast points league to replace Buster Posey. And quite frankly, it wouldn't surprise me if Fegley's better than Posey rest of season. Uh, particularly in Roto, but Posey, you know, it still could be good in points. He just has to turn it around. But Fegley plays like all the time. He's actually been pretty solid uh, for a catcher. Addison Russell's only 19% owned. Malik Smith, Nick Pavetta, you need to get them. Jorge Alfaro is 52% owned. Who do you you like better, Alfaro or Fegley? Alfaro. In Roto, definitely Alfaro. Probably in both. This guy strikes out a ton, but that's always been true for him, and his batting average is not so bad. Okay, Fegley is the number 10 catcher in points leagues. Alfaro is number 14. It is quite possible that Alfaro has been better than Fegley in Roto. Let's confirm. No, Fegley is... Sixth in Roto, and Alfaro is ninth. So they both are... Fegley's been better Alfaro, but I think that the future of Alfaro is going to be better. <laughs> I didn't realize Fegley has such <laughs> terrible plate discipline. Six walks to 30 strikeouts. Yeah. Okay, so that'll hold him yeah. back in that format. Uh, back to the most added list. We'll finish up here. Didi Gregoria, 77% owned, could come off the IL this weekend. And we'll see the rotation there with the Yankees. I don't know really who's going to be hurt there. Urshela, right? No, I... It's their DH, basically, is going to get hurt. And I, I think you might see a little less of Gary Sanchez at DH. Um, you'll see a little less of Urshela, but he's going to play most of the time. Well, I mean, could Clint Frazier be hurt? Oh, Clint Frazier kind of... Yes. He was he kind of the laughing stock of baseball yesterday, he's, which made me sad, go. but... Uh, he needs to, he, they need to trade him. He, it, it, <laughs> he needs to DH forever. He is the a really bad fielder. It's oh. really bad. Well. He's no, young. For he now. I know. I'm sorry. I'm bitter. He's athletic. I, I'm he bitter. should be better. I, 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 I'm just, it wasn't a good night. It wasn't a good sports night. All no, right, to no. the news and notes. <laughs> Byron Buxton basically threw to first base from the center field wall on a double play yesterday. If you haven't seen it, look it up. Zach Eflin's on the IL. Cole, uh, Cole Irvin pitched yesterday or Saturday. He was used after an opener. I don't think we have much interest in Cole Irvin. Nelson Cruz could be back on Tuesday. Kyle, uh, Kyle Freeland to AAA. Colorado calling up Peter Lambert. Bad numbers in the minors and going to Colorado. Mike Clevenger could begin a rehab assignment this week. That's great. David Peralta could be back today. That's also great. Justin Turner is expected back today. Fernando Tatis will begin a rehab assignment today. Uh, Yusei Kikuchi will have his next start skipped. Mookie Betts is going to bat leadoff rest of season. Benintendi should be batting second now. Scooter Jeanette could begin a rehab assignment in two to three weeks. So he's still a little ways away. Charlie Blackman is eligible to come off the IL on Tuesday, but he will not be back on Tuesday. Yoan Moncada is dealing with some leg soreness. I think it's just day-to-day. I believe he's expected to play, uh, I believe, tomorrow. I don't think they're playing today. Moncada. 
but please check on that. Buster Posey, yeah, hamstring injury could go on the IL. Tommy Pham and Avi Garcia have both been a little dinged up for the Rays. They are both expected to play in Tampa Bay's next game with Yandy Diaz, who is off the IL. And Miguel Cabrera is awaiting test results on his knee. And um, is this a little drastic? I don't know that Miguel Cabrera is going to be good ever again. Fair. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know either. Like he's hitting the ball well. He's just not elevating, right? That's yeah. So there's no power behind it. Yeah, maybe he needs to uh, visit Doug Latta this off season. <laughs> maybe it's take Doug- a page from Hunter Pence's book. Doug Latta has has knee replacement for him. Uh, hitters. <laughs> David Fletcher is 61% owned. Hunter Renfro is also 61% owned. Hunter Renfro is the number 40 outfielder in points leagues, which is really very surprising. I'm surprised it's that low. But he's number 23 in Roto, where the walk-to-strikeout ratio doesn't hurt him. Renfro, like, let's give Renfro some credit here. I mean, this guy's got 17 home runs. What? He's also not an everyday player, which hurts more in points leagues. than. So... So how often does he sit? Because, I mean, 17 home runs for Renfro. He's got well, real power. He, how he's often playing, does he sit? He's playing um, pretty much every day. When he plays, it, they, it forces Will Myers to center, uh, which is not great. And, you know, Will Myers sometimes himself sits. But uh, they haven't sent down Josh Naylor yet, and that's cut into Renfro's playing time some here recently. Renfro has he started starts, a lot. 14 of the last 16 games. Yeah. So that, Wait, I mean, yes? Yes. Uh, so 14 of the last 16 games for Renfro. Yeah, yeah okay. But yeah. are they starting to play him more? You know, he's earning it. Yeah. They yeah. should. Yeah. Uh, it, it looks like it's come at the expense of Fran Mil Reyes more recently too. Mm, well, that's so he's. Well, that's I mean, with Naylor too. Had a pretty good year, but Frenfro's just been better, right? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, seventeen home runs—you can't really ignore that. I know. Look, here's the thing with Renfro. We know he has power. Uh, probably, I don't know about this much power, but everybody's hitting for a lot of power. It, it's the batting average, okay? He's batting two sixty-one, and you can live with that with Renfro because he hit two thirty-one as a rookie, two forty-eight the year after that. So uh, can he can he hit two sixty one? Otherwise, you know he's he's probably just a five outfielder league guy. If he's a two forty hitter, uh, you know I I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, he's a five outfielder guy if he's playing five days a week too. He's ma- he's really making a bid for more playing time though. You know he is. The I think part of the when you were saying fourteen of the last sixteen that was played in, not started, right? That was started. No, it was started. started. Yeah. Okay, so they now, a lot of keep in mind, they had a DH for six of six. those games. Yeah. All right, so you know what? Let's keep an eye on Hunter Renfro. It's 61% owned. Uh, Josh Reddick is 35% owned. He has been starting. You know, they have obviously a lot of infield, uh, outfield injuries. He's, he's having a, a decent year and 35%. I don't know. Thoughts on Reddick at that ownership? That's a little low. Probably be owned anywhere you need five outfielders. Okay, and then here's a group of guys who are barely owned. Orlando Arcia is actually 18% owned. He's the only guy in this group that's owned in more than 5% of leagues. Tell me if you're interested in adding any of them. Arcia, Ma- uh, Mike Yastrzemski of the Giants, Mets outfielder Dominic Smith, Astros outfielders Derek Fisher and Matt Straw, Garrett Cooper for Miami, and Josh Naylor for the— uh, Naylor's actually 8% owned, I lied— uh, Naylor for the Padres. Arcia, Yastrzemski, Dominic Smith, Derek Fisher, Matt Straw, Garrett Cooper, Josh Naylor. I actually did put in a, a bid for Mike Yastrzemski in both of my 15-team Roto Leagues, so five outfielder, 15-team leagues. It's hard to fill all five outfield spots in a league that deep. And uh, Yastrzemski has some good on-base skills, so particularly if it's like an OBP league, as Tout Wars is, 15-team Five outfielders, OBP instead of batting average. Um, I may actually be starting him this week in that format. Uh, also interested in, in, I think it's Miles Straw of the Astros. Uh, as you oh, call him is? Matt here. Why do I keep notes. doing yeah, that Miles. with all the Astros? It, <laughs> I don't know. They're all Matts. No, I, I called, what did I call Cor- Caleb Martin instead of Corbin Martin? 
Straw. Yeah, I don't know. I hope I'm right about it's, this. It's, you know, Miles Straw. Millennials. Yeah. This is what they name their kids. <laughs> um, my, <laughs> these aren't the. No, uh, not at all. I, I guess they are millennials, right? Yeah, I don't Straw. think the millennials. Their parents the kids are millennials. millennials. Yeah. Their Gen are Xers. Gen Xers. What do they name their kids? Um, yeah. Uh, Straw had three stolen bases in yesterday's game and was a big base stealer in the minors. Like, that's the main thing he does. He started back-to-back games for the Astros. Um, yeah. I don't know. Miles seems like a hip name, right? You, we have Miles a, is a totally legit name. It's a very... I mean, like Miles my, kids, Davis? my kids' names are not exactly... Chris and Matt, so I guess I can't say too much. I can't remember your youngest son. I know Everett and Marshall. Marshall. Those those are way more hip yeah. than Miles. Do you, guys, you, you do you are the you are the millennial. Do you guys know my son's name? Uh <laughs> no idea. <laughs> I can't remember. One of Scott's kids is very upset in the background. All right, I'm going to give you multiple choice, and we'll see if you can guess my son's name. Okay. Heath, did you have anything to say about these barely-owned hitters? I think uh, with the Astros schedule this week, that all of those outfielders, are in- all the Astros are interesting in any type of deeper league, because even if they only play four games, they might be good. Okay. Yeah. I think it's uh, a Miles Teller. He just looks like the face of what it means to be a millennial. All right, a- option A for Baby Azer. Uh, is, yeah. it, is it A, Andrew, B, Matt, C, Hunter, or D, Evan? It's I th- A. I think it's Andrew. It is. Yeah. We have a bunch of A's in the family. Okay, studs being studs. Let's talk about some pitchers. A lot of pitching performances to break down. I think I, this is a busier day of notes than almost any Monday, I think, so far this year. I just thought so many compelling pitching performances over the weekend. Uh, Scott, of course, wasn't moved to add anybody over the weekend. He thought this weekend was super boring, and uh, we disagree. But no, uh, studs being studs, part one. Max Scherzer struck out 15 reds, and he actually got a win, and now he is three and five. Uh, Clayton Kershaw. Let me tell you something weird about Clayton Kershaw. I've been noticing this. I, I look at, at like I've been following his sta- his starts pretty closely. Through the first few innings, like he always has like five strikeouts, and then after seven innings, he has like six. So uh, third time through the order, he has uh, only 14 strikeouts in 17 innings. First time through the order, he has 26 strikeouts in 21 innings. Now his ERA, his batting average against, they're, they're all still pretty good. It's just weird. He's getting all his Ks early. Um, Armand Marquez yeah. had a good start at home. Two runs in seven innings. And David Price slayed the Giants. He beat the Yankees thanks to good pitching and terrible umpiring, a very generous strike zone I was going to punch that umpire in the face via my TV yesterday. but you, you, Yeah, you would never punch anyone in the face in person. Um, no, David Price, I think we told everyone to start him. I did. I said start him. It was nice to see uh, him be good, and this silly, not good versus the Yankees thing not be true. It's not silly. Like it's... I've never. It's you, silly. You've never like, seen a team dominate someone this the way started they dominate five Price. years ago? I, I went back the last three years, and it's like unbelievable. Okay. Three years ago, how many of the Yankees that were in the lineup yesterday were on the, Yan- on the Yankees? That's why I said ago? to start them. That's why I said start them. And the it's, answer to that question is probably just Gardner and Hicks. They're, they're two worst hitters right now. <laughs> Pretty much. All right, no, but sorry. So Scherzer, Kershaw, Marquez, anything to say about those guys? You're just dying. To uh, to write off Clayton Kershaw, I feel it every time he pitches. Yeah, pretty yes. much. Can't stand it. Yeah, he's a little bit, a little bit like Zach Greinke, which uh, has worked out well for both those guys. Not la- not this weekend for Greinke. No, I look. I, I've come to terms with Kershaw as uh, his control is so good, his team is so good. They win pretty much every time he plays. I like Kershaw a lot. Uh, I just, I I just. I think he's going to go on the IL. He's not as good as he used to be. He's going to go I on the IL it. again. That's my that's my issue. He's still a top <laughs> ten starting pitcher. He's a weird pitcher. I've actually got him sixth now. I'd still take that's Bauer. higher than I have. I'd take Bauer over him, and I'd take Nola over him, and that might be very controversial. Yeah, it is. I don't think Bauer is, but Nola maybe. Like Bauer, it's pretty clear now that last year was just the 
blip on the radar, right? You can look at his no. career, and he is the same pitcher that he was for three years before last year. Is stri- isn't his strikeout rate huge? And and his last two starts, he stopped walking hitters. Um, he just started hitting them. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't agree. Yeah, no, with I, that I don't. I don't think. I think he, he was not a good pitcher, and he's like at least good this year. Um, you know, two years ago he kind of had the semi breakout, and then last year was the big step forward. Well, that's exactly. But before right. that, he was just a bad pitcher. I, I think you look at at Trevor Bauer. I'll get you the numbers in 2017. Just after the All-Star break, his last do, 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 last 13 appearances, 12 starts, 242 ERA, 85 strikeouts, and 78 innings. And he changed his arsenal at that point. So I don't think I think that's when the, the this version of Trevor Bauer started. And I, I don't think I, that it was a fluke. I think he backed it up last year, and I think he's really good. I just think he's struggling. I would just say this. He has, if we're not counting 2012 and 2013 because he threw 33 innings and those two combined, he has the second highest FIP of his career. He has the highest ex-FIP of his career. He has the highest Sierra of his career. He has the highest walk rate of the last five years. If he gets that down, then all of the peripherals are going to look better. You know, That is true. He's still hard to hit. Yeah. 6.7 hits per nine. Yeah. It was 6.9 last year. I still believe he's going to be hard to hit. Uh, you know... I, it's the it's the strikeouts. I, well, but the thing is, what Kershaw lacks in strikeouts, he does make up for in wins. And I know we don't like to chase wins or anything like that, but a guy who pitches deep into games for arguably the best team in baseball is going to win a lot of games, even though he got yeah. And and Bauer game. Bauer pitches deep into games too. Um, yeah, but for yeah, a bad, I don't. For a bad I have I, if he stays healthy, I have very little doubt Bauer is going to finish the year with two hundred innings and two hundred strikeouts, which is. Good, even before you look, dig into ratios. Like it's, you're not a bad pitcher if you do that, unless you're Chris Archer. So, uh, <laughs> um, bold prediction on Trevor Bauer: uh, the Indians will go one in five this week against the Twins and the Yankees, and Trevor Bauer will be traded within two weeks. They should trade him to the Padres, sure, for some of their outfielders. Yeah. Great. Hunter Renfro for Trevor Bauer. That's fair. Studs being studs, <laughs> part two. You know what? Let me see if I want to call an audible here. Because, listen, we got four games tomorrow, today. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to save all the studs, all the guys who are like very own for tomorrow's show. Because we're going to need some topics. Especially since Scott's not on, apparently. Let's go to the fringies. <laughs> guys you might actually be able to pick up. Okay, part one. These guys are 65 to 79% on. Pretty big group here. Actually, it's not that big of a group. I just have some typos, and I put guys in the wrong section. Matt Strom was awful against the Marlins for some reason. He had been very good. His previous nine starts, he had a 253 ERA. So Matt Strom, Sonny Gray, Steven Matz, Yanni Chirinos, Kyle Gibson. Um. Okay, so... I screw. I, let me just tell you right now. I, I I screwed up with the video team. I gave them the wrong names, so that's totally my bad. The names that we should be talking about, if I had done this properly, are Strom, Gray, Stephen Matz, Yanni Chirinos, and Kyle Gibson. All of these guys are owned in sixty-eight percent of leagues or more. Who do you like from that group, Heath? Um, Sonny Gray, I think, is my favorite of the group. Strom's start was frustrating, but I'm willing to give him a pass on one of them. Matt's was a guy I was just kind of starting to maybe believe in again, and then he was bad, so I'm going to not. And Samarja, I feel like, we just took advantage of good matchups this week. He's not actually good. Another guy is Joey Lucchese, Scott. So he has, what, two or three quality starts in a row, finally? And yeah, yeah. I mean, he's faced Toronto, so, Pittsburgh, Toronto, and Miami in his last three starts. He's been really good. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been a good four start stretch for him, and uh, he has two really good pitches. Uh, I just still wonder if he's going, given that there are known limitations in terms of how pitch he can deep he can pitch into games, if he's going to be consistent enough with the ratios to be an asset. Like I. I would rank him behind Matt Strom now if we're pursuing Padres pitchers, even with the way Lucchese's performed recently. Okay, here are the fringy starting pitchers part two. That you know, I should have properly given to the video crew. I apologize, guys. 
Um, we've got we've got Chris Bassett. Actually, this one I think is correct. Chris Bassett, Spencer Turnbull, and Brad Keller. Uh, who do you like in that group? Turnbull. He's the only one I like. And I'm surprised he's only 58% owned. Me too. Nobody seems to be buying. It's 284 ERA. About a strikeout per inning, 123 whip. Only one quality start in his last five starts for Turnbull. He gets Tampa Bay this week. That doesn't help. Neither of those helps. <laughs> but he's been pretty reliable and with at least a decent, he's at least a decent strikeout pitcher. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm I don't think he's available in any of my leagues, or else I would have been picking him up. He yeah, thought, in, yeah, in a vacuum, Turnbull is definitely the one I like the most over the rest of the season. I might be more willing to start Brad Keller just because of the Sparp eligibility and the matchup against the White Sox this week. Part three, Heath, fringy starting pitchers, Danny Duffy, Tyler Malley, CeCe Sabathia, and then I actually will throw in uh, Jeff Samarja and Ryan Yarbrough to this group. But Samarja, Yarbrough, and Duffy, Malley, and Sabathia. Yeah, I, I, we know what CC Sabathia is, and there are times that you can use him, and it's fine. Malley is the only one that gets me kind of excited, and this is a step backwards for Duffy. And Sabathia, this might be a week you can use him at Cleveland. The problem is he just barely ever pitches six innings. He did last night only the second time this season. In deep leagues, actually, can we can we talk a little bit more about Tyler Malley? Eight strikeouts. It, it was a good and bad start. 16 swinging strikes, eight strikeouts against the Nationals, but three runs in five innings. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. What, what do you do with that? Uh, yeah, I, I think Malley is in kind of the same boat as Joey Lucchese, where they're, you know, he's, he's, he kind of peaks at six innings and doesn't even get to go that deep because the arsenal's limited. And the pitches are pretty effective, but are they effective enough that he's going to have dominant ratios? Because I think when you have that kind of workload limitation, that's what you need to be to be a true asset. I, I think he's just a matchups type right now, kind of like Sabathia, frankly. Let's finish the show with some emails at fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. This is from Joe. What's the word on Angels outfielder Cesar Pueyo? Uh, doesn't look like he's going to have a chance at everyday at-bats. He's had three really good games when he started uh but it's it's going to be a matchup situation there he's 28 year old rookie who had like a 65 percent ground ball rate at triple a so i'm skeptical there's going to be enough power production even when he does play in the long run from cesar play okay Heath, this is from dylan gene segura or eduardo escobar in a 12 team six by six categories league I've been, and I feel like Gene Segura has gotten a raw deal this year because he's actually been very good for most of the year, and or at least especially lately. And there's just too many shortstops uh, playing well to really acknowledge him. But I do have Escobar two spots ahead of Segura. From Nick, twelve team categories league. The Boston Bruins are two wins away from the Stanley Cup. Get excited! No. I am no less excited than I've ever been for a Stanley Cup final. Uh, no more excited either. You know, Scott, I wish you had lived in South Florida when the Panthers went to the Stanley Cup. It was actually really, really exciting. They Scott, got swept. Do you know though. who the Bruins are playing in the Stanley Cup Finals? Hmm. Who are the Bruins <laughs> playing? Goldschmidt, the Minnesota Wild. The I young have no idea. Carpenter, Reyes, Wainwright. Patrick Mahomes was there cheering and chugging beers. Okay, so. Kansas City doesn't have a team. There's right? a big arch. The, the St. Louis Blues? You got it. Yes. Good job. We only needed six <laughs> Uh AJ in Jersey. Subject line, Jacoby Jones. Any interest in him in a Roto League? He's been playing every day and hitting the ball well. Looks like he could steal double-digit bases. Any interest in Jacoby Jones of the Tigers? Nope. Hail only. <laughs> and from Brendan in a points league, should I hold on to Brendan Rodgers? Well, I dropped Brendan Rodgers yesterday. I needed to, but you can hold on to him. But I don't think you have to. He hasn't been playing well. Well, here's the content. Would you drop him for any of the following? Travis Shaw, Robinson Cano, Lourdes Gurriel are the three he lists here. Oh, Cano. And I would drop him for for Cano. Yeah. Cano should be back pretty soon. Yeah. 
I dropped him for Josh Fegley because I needed a catcher. Thank you, everybody. Good show today. We'll have another one tomorrow. You know what? Maybe we'll do a, maybe we'll do a first round draft tomorrow. That could be fun. Um, send us your emails. It will be fun. Fantasy. I'm not here either on Tuesday. Yeah, no. You and Chris. Me, me and Chris drafting the yep. first round. No, we got to do that with That's three people. Cheap. We got to do that with three people. I'm sorry. Fantasy Baseball at CBSI.com. We'll talk to you on Tuesday on Fantasy Baseball today.